Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email piercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, metalheads, after going to a rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The witching hour. Hey, metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the ultimate underground metal tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi. But they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson. And Finer Things Sundays. Located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street. Open 3 p.m. to 4 a.m. seven days a week. Get your asses out to the Mag Bar. Rock out. For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They're open from 10 to 10, seven days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. 
the year was 1979, and all the world was caught up in disco and Star Wars. But in Louisville, something was happening. A young entrepreneur named Ben had a vision to be the best record store in all of the city. Fast forward to 2023, and Better Days Records is still going strong. Still, after all these years, owned by the same guy. We have had some trips and falls along the way, but so does life, and Better Days is here to stay. With two awesome locations at 921 Barrett Avenue and at 2600 West Broadway, Better Days are surely in your future. In a broken wasteland, I come to my fire. Blood and steel upon my fire. What's going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. Wow. Thank you all, seriously. This is an awesome, awesome episode because it's with Soul Grinder from Portland, the PDX. And you all know how much I already love that scene anyways because there's so many awesome fucking bands from out there that have been on the show and they're just that scene is fucking awesome the Pittsburgh scene is fucking awesome like the whole Pennsylvania area has some really awesome fucking metal going on right now which is totally fucking rad and you know now it's like it's like spreading like wildfire like everywhere else it's like if you've ever watched the documentary Get Thrashed you're living that with this uh, new wave of traditional heavy metal and and all of that you know this is this is cool shit so there's gonna be some changes coming with the metal forge and nothing major but you're gonna start to see some differences and i hope you dig it because it's like i had an epiphany and i'm, I'm not gonna we're gonna go into it in a couple of weeks um uh, but, yeah, it'll be fucking rad as shit. Uh, no Wasteland this week because Jason is going to be joining uh, Soul Grinder and myself. And we're going to be talking about the new Filth Encrusted album that comes out today uh, by the time this is being released. Uh, which is June 23rd, 2023. Six. The conspiracy theories are all out, right? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm like yammering, like I always say at this point. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Huh. 
So let's go ahead and listen to some fucking Soul Grinder. This is off the Filth Encrusted album. This is Chosen.
time of madness and deceit, its coming was foretold. And now, Soul Grinder has returned to become Felden Crusher. From the bands who brought you the prophecy of blight comes a terrifying new chapter that will leave you changed forever. This summer, dawn the armor of atrophy. Let plasma crush away and become now bound to Holy fucking shit. That's how I'm going to start this, because this is a reforged episode. The players, you've, you've heard before, you know before, because they've been here before. Back in January of 2022. Holy shit, a lot's happened since then. This is... Oh, yeah. Soul Grinder and Jason Gardner from the Heavy Metal Wasteland. Yes. Yeah. How's it going, everyone? Hey. hey what's up? Uh, so yeah, uh, Alex, Kevin, April. How how the fuck are y'all doing? We're doing really good. I mean, we're excited to finally drop Filth and Crusted. Um, you know, it came out uh, today uh, was June twenty first on New Wave of Old School Thrash Metal on YouTube. And then the full release is on Friday, which is June 23rd. And uh, that album has been in the works for a long time. It was actually in the works before our Queen Corrosion EP that came out of May last year. And uh, we've got our album release show this Friday for uh, Metal Mania. And uh, we're really excited for that, too, because it's a, it's a wrestling event and a metal show with a solicitor and Warlust. Which is amazing, because I saw this, and I... And I was talking with Jason on like Monday uh, or something like that or Sunday. And I was like, man, we really need to do something like this because this is just a badass fucking idea, you know? And there is a band here in Louisville that does do that once a year. So, oh, cool. but it's such a great concept. Oh, yeah. I think the marriage is perfect, especially with like the three bands uh, that all, you know, we share a lot of in common and with like the independent wrestling event too it's i mean we were so stoked when they asked us to do it because we're like oh this is perfect especially with like the theatrical side of our band too which i do kind of has a little bit of like a professional professional wrestling like inspiration to it um so it's definitely like for for an album release show we really couldn't have asked for anything better oh yeah (laughs) oh definitely and just because you know it is like that deal. Where, where where's the setup going to be? Where where the, are the bands going to be set off to the side? They're going to be where? they're going to go that traditional like setup in the ring thing. We are going to be on the stage. It's called Star Theater, so we're going to be on the stage of the theater, and then in the pit is where they've set up the ring. Oh, cool! Yeah, so in between the band sets, they're having wrestling going on. Nice. See, yeah. that's that's rad as shit already. <laughs> yeah, it's like the it's the third iteration of Metal Mania they've done here. And when I first found out about it, I was like, what? What is this? This is so cool. And then when we got asked, I was extra thrilled because when we found out Borlust and Solicitor were on there, I had been talking to them since last year about like the three of us need to play a show together. And then for this to be the one that it is, is like, 
so incredible. I'm so excited. <laughs> Definitely. And the history there with Solicitor and you guys, because you all did a pretty lengthy tour last year together. Yes, it's like the almost the anniversary of our tour last year together playing again. Yeah, I think around this time last year, yeah. we, I think we were in your area. You were. Um, it was yeah, uh, the 22nd. Area. Uh so yeah, yeah we're right. boom. Look at that. So it, one day away. Yeah. Um and yeah, I mean that tour uh I mean everybody course, had 20... issues. <laughs> Everyone uh, you did. Know, yeah, we went around the whole country, which is something I had never done before. Thankfully, Kevin and April were more experienced at that point, you know, doing that kind of tour in five weeks. And uh, it was awesome to go around the country and see people who were fans of both bands. And when we played um, where you're at in Kentucky, uh, we had a fan of Shout Him Out, Trevor Chapman, who's amazing, huge Soul Grinder fan. Yep. He drove like three hours one way just to see us. That's Which rad. is, as a band on tour, that's like the highest compliment uh, you could ever receive. It was because, very sweet. <laughs> yeah, because like I've had friends who wouldn't even drive like 15 minutes <laughs> to come see me, let alone like three, four hours one way, you know? So to get to meet like the fans out in the country and really see like the reach that we actually have, because like, for us, we're always in our own little world um, as the, the three of us. So to go out there and do it, I mean, it was awesome. Uh, and, and really, like, it, we definitely learned a lot. And it was something that we definitely had to do. And it was supposed to happen originally in 2020. But, of course, you know, the pandemic and all that right. stopped it. So, you know, when we finally did it and got through it, it felt like we, we definitely leveled up a lot as a band and like learned a lot about ourselves and it was great to do it with solicitor who were amazing who helped us out in you know more ways than one yeah. <laughs> you know um getting to know that band getting to know amy better i mean was fantastic and we love and appreciate them so much i mean we really could not put it into words like how much we appreciate touring with them Definitely, yeah, and and it, it bears mentioning um, that actually the Prophecy of Blight album release show solicitor played that with us as well, so it's good to have him back. Definitely, yeah. That see, that's a great, it's great lineage, and you know I really need to get off my ass and and get out there because so many awesome fucking bands are from your area. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. This is a great place to come to. If we could give you one piece of advice, uh, do not go through the south in the summer. Uh, just don't do it. Just I've already do done that, that in my life. <laughs> yeah, if you have AC uh, and and definitely that, yeah, that's a good point, Kevin. Have no. AC if you're gonna go through the desert. Yeah. yeah, I've I've already done that in my life. So I I, I traveled the Southwest in August. So yeah, I, you see that. Dang. That was the thing is like I had never so uh, I had never been to too many states. I actually lived most of my life in California, same as April and Kevin, and I had never been to you know I think further west than like Reno, and I had never felt southern humidity before in my life. That is different. <laughs> yeah, like a whole it's a whole different kind of like I thought I knew hot. No, that's yeah. Because it was, it was, it was roasting hot. ass hot that day here in Louisville. 
Oh yeah, yeah. and and you were just like oh. drenched. I remember that because you're just like, oh. <laughs> and plus you're wearing the leather vest and everything too. So that you know that really doesn't help. Feels <laughs> all the juices then. Yeah, it keeps us nice and, and juicy. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yeah, we first experienced that in Houston, and like, oh my god, Kevin and I, we had to like. We got down to what our, our boxers. Yeah, or? we were like out there breaking down like the the drums and loading the van like in our boxers out there. It was like like a hundred degrees at the end of the night. Yeah, we had no, we had never felt anything, or I had never felt anything like that before in my life. Oh yeah, and so uh, yeah, man, <laughs> I definitely altered my stage gear after that tour. So I, I retired the big leather vest and went with something a little lighter. Yeah, definitely. I've told. Totally the same about that. When I was going through uh, Phoenix, it was 125 in Phoenix. Oh, man. And oh, when what? we left the show, go, uh, driving into L.A., the four, you know, like the four or so hour drive, at midnight, it was still 117. And yeah, it's that like, was the crazy shit. thing. Like, when we got to Texas and we had to stay the night in El Paso, I remember it was like 9 o'clock at night. And I walked outside of the hotel, and I actually yelled, "It's ninety-eight degrees at night here." Because <laughs> I'm used to West Coast weather. Like we don't. It gets. It cools down. It cools day. down. Yeah, not not there. Not there. No, you feel the heat. Right now, you all get snow there, right? Yes, we do now. It it <laughs> comes in like waves. It's not like a constant. Like winter is not constantly snowy. It's like there will be this like freak snowstorm that comes through. And then we have like we're like snowed in for like a five days or something, and that yeah. happened like a couple times this winter. Oh yeah, but <laughs> we're not prepared. Portland is not prepared to handle the snow. It's like there's no services to take care or plow the roads really. Holy so it's shit! Always a shit show. <laughs> yeah, that's probably how you are too, aren't you, Jason? Uh, no, we're we're prepared. Really? There's always like salt trucks. Oh yeah, yeah salt because you all are out. Stuff. You all are around the mountains there. So. Yeah, I'm up in the mountains. Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I get that. Okay, I mean, I mean, we like to think we're prepared, but then everybody just fucking freaks out. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh But yeah, I, 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 I don't know why. I was like, we're talking about you know how the humidity was, and I just was like, I didn't know Portland ever got snow or not. So cool. Now I know. <laughs> Right on the street. <laughs> but again, we're here talking about the new album, Filth Encrusted. Alex, you sent me the link earlier, and you're like, hey, it's on YouTube. So I, I listened to it. And I, wow. Like, honestly, it is the most, one of the most cohesive albums. It's, I didn't have to, like, skip anything. Wow. That's awesome. That is a, for us. That's like a goal. We uh, we always try to, you know, not not trying to floss ourselves, but for us as a band, our goal is to make music that, like, you know, when you were a kid and you listened to like Ride the Lightning or Rust in Peace, and like how that album sticks with you. We try to shoot for that as a band, and uh, you know. Hitting that kind of cohesion and having all the songs be, you know, to someone like that big, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Two things to that. Yes. Uh, Jason, uh, put the calendar at zero days 
to a Metallica talking. <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to steer them away from from those bands. Sorry. <laughs> no, but sure, you're absolutely you're right. You know, and, that, and mention also. What's like, that? A zero for the rust in peace mention also. Yeah, for sure. Well, days without injury. Here's the thing. We Jason and I were talking about this the other night and in our like brainstorm session is like I want to those albums that you're talking about like the the Ride the Lightnings and the Rust in Pieces and and those albums yeah they're great but when those bands release albums today they're gone in, in like a couple of months you know you just mm-hmm. there there's no retainability to it which mm-hmm. I know I'm going to listen to this album constantly and it was a playthrough for me and and i dig that and you know and it goes from you know track to track to track and it's like holy fucking shit this rips and it's like (laughs) i'm doing something and i'm just like fuck this fucking rips (laughs) and it's like what the fuck and it's like what what is this and i look at the name of the song and it's like well shit man like wow (laughs) uh i think uh if I were to narrow it down, I think Chosen is probably one of my uh, favorites on the album. It wouldn't cool. be Overload? Ha! That's funny that you should mention that. <laughs> yeah, that was for you, man. That's for the homies. What's that? It's for the, Overload is for the homies, man. That's, that's for that's you. Right. That's right. See? He's, he's owning up to it. <laughs> no, I, I, I love that. And I was just like, hey... That's hey, and he's like, it's for the homies. I was like, cool, <laughs> but yeah, like, um, the interesting thing is like on like the metal archives, they they used to list you as like a black thrash, and it seems like they've kind of changed you all over to a heavy slash thrash metal. Yeah, and. And that is one thing that I did notice with between Prophecy and um, Filth Encrusted is it is a lot just more just straight up thrash, which I, yeah. I dig, right? Because that's that's me to a T. Yeah, we definitely wanted to. So, like, you know, it's it's funny because we had Queen Corrosion in between um, this and Prophecy of Light. And like Queen Corrosion was kind of like our thank you album to the uh, new wave of traditional heavy metal crowd mm-hmm. for like being so accepting of us. And we had this fantastic song, Queen Corrosion, and we got asked to make a song for a trauma film called Divide and Conquer. And then we had uh, Brain Rot, which was just like came out of nowhere one yeah, day. Surf rock song. Yeah, we were just yeah. trying to have fun with it. And and that one was definitely, I think, more heavy metal, like punk kind of inspired. And I think during that period, because. I mean, honestly, the we started work on Filth Encrusted like a few months after the Prophecy of Light came out. And I think uh, one of the major goals that we had was to like evolve Prophecy of Light, but also like make it bring all those elements together in a more cohesive way because it is us. Like it's always going to sound like us. And I think we grew so much as a band in that time. Um and like I think the aggressive and thrashiness of it all kind of came through the time these songs were written, which was during a, a period of time, the pandemic, where 
we had no idea what was going on for us like as a band the world shut down like after our album came out so we we're just like we had to have something to channel all that energy into and it was all of these songs definitely we were full of rage yeah full of rage we were really pissed <laughs> yeah and and i think that does show in there and <laughs> it, no like i mean let's face it i mean you know to play thrash you you know you got to be pissed off to a certain degree i think <laughs> oh yeah i mean because if not you, you, i don't know it's, it's I don't know happy thrash, I guess. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't work. It ends up being like folk metal, like Corpaclani. You know what I mean? That, like That's like, I feel like almost a happy thrash. Then you get an accordion in there. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's 2009 again. And we're all into that and, you know, other folk bands. <laughs> right. Uh, that was going to be one of the things I was going to ask is during the whole, the writing of this album right after Prophecy came out, you know, so you all were living together then. So how did you all differentiate, you know, like, well, I mean, obviously it was during the pandemic. So you all have day jobs at that time also, or just. I did not. Kevin and I were basically told, like, once the pandemic happened, we were both given sheets of paper by our respective jobs. That was like, you're going to work, buddy. That was both of us. Um, so we continued going to work, but. I had a really cool situation where I was basically only working part time. So like I would come home at 1130 AM and like play guitar and play total war Warhammer like every day. And April and I started collaborating on some stuff like, uh, you know, queen Corrosia. And, uh, we start, we, Kevin had, uh, you know, lyrics and we'd work with that and like create music around that. And, uh, I mean, really, I think the the writing period of this album was between October 2019 and I want to say February 2021. And we had just kind of woodshopped these songs for a really long time and took some of them out on tour last year. So we actually did get a really good long time to like work on these songs and get them cohesive and like work out all the kinks that we wanted to. Um, and I definitely feel that like this album so far is the most collaborative one we've done and i know with the next thing that we do like i'm not going into it with any riffs like kevin's not going into it with any lyrics neither is april like we're all going all three of us are going to like work on it together at the same time because we always like to add new elements when we work on an album and so i think that's going to be something really cool that we do to like keep it fr fresh and like give ourselves a challenge of, to do something out of our comfort zone. That's that's badass, and it and it keeps the the thing fresh, you know. It, it, yeah, it, absolutely. It prevents burnout because I think once you you do something and you know it becomes a you know just a job at that point, then yeah, it the burnout is real for shit like that, right? Yeah, yeah. We're just yeah we want to switch it up to yeah like Alex said, challenge ourselves and do something in a way we haven't done before because we're much tighter and stronger musicians now than we were even the beginning of writing uh, Filth Encrusted that we're just excited to just go right into it because we have more confidence in our ability and just are excited to try some 
thing, uh, just a different approach. And I think that's a, a major thing to add on to what April is saying is like in between Prophecy of Light and now is that all three of us kind of went on our own separate like music journeys. Kevin uh, had done several uh, self-releases as Dismal Reverie where he did pretty much everything himself. Right. And he's actually wearing the shirt. Yeah. Shout out to Dismal Reverie. Check it out. <laughs> Uh, April was doing work with Hoaxed, and for me, I was not satisfied with where I was as a guitar player in 2019. So I actually found uh, this guy, John Bjork, who's probably the best guitar player I've, I've ever seen. And I've been working with him since 2019, almost four years now, like on who I am as a musician and as a guitar player and where I can fit that in to our music as Soul Grinder so we can like we always want to make we always want to hit our home runs like we always want our our latest thing to be our best and i know with what all three of us have done since then like i know our new experiences were able to contribute to this new album in a very positive way right on jason do you have anything no i'm just listening <laughs> uh just admiring just admiring the drummer for doing everything himself that's drummers usually don't do that yeah i i when i mixed and mastered like the first dismal reverie release like it was when the three of us were still living together and i called kevin into my room and i was like dude this is so impressive that you did this because <laughs> it really like it was a full-on album that he like did from start to finish and it has like its own sound in everything and like that's very commendable because, uh, like, man, as much as I've wanted to do that, I, I just I get distracted way too easily. Like, I do riff. I'm a caveman. I'm like, I make riff. I make solo. And that's all I know. Chaos got it, riffs. So yeah. Savory. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm that big, guy, too. Big stick go boom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, I'm that way, too. Um, yeah. I <laughs> we're all creatures of habit to a degree, right? <laughs> I make riff, yeah. <laughs> and then like you know, I make the riff on the bass usually. Yeah, man. As long as you record it, and you got it there. Like, because I mean, uh, you know, ten, twelve years ago, actually, no, thirteen years ago, when Kevin April and I first started playing together in old bands, Kevin and I would stand there for like eight hours a day looking at each other and like I would play riffs and then like 10 minutes later I was like, oh yeah, that really cool riff, I can't remember how to play it. <laughs> what, what, what were you doing? Like that's how that went back then. You know, a lot, a lot of growth. And I'm just gonna sit there and say, whichever fucking phone company that manufactured decided to put a like a memo recorder on there first. Oh yeah. To make it the industry standard, thank you, because it gave yeah. everybody shitty recordings to remember riffs from. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. We've got the, we've got the voice memo for all of our riffs and song ideas, and then we've got the notes app for all of our public apologies for when we screw up. <laughs> they really did. Like, we don't need an app store. We've already got everything we need. <laughs> right. Have you ever thought about releasing that album from just like voice memos of riffs and just mix it? Oh my god! Yeah, like like an alternate album. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that that would be like when you when you do like the ten year anniversary uh, reissues. You add the extra tracks like uh, taken from Alex's phone memos. (laughs) Oh yeah, like the big box sets. (laughs) 
Well, um, it's the same episode, so. (laughs) One of the ways that we work, uh, you know, in the past is like I would make like a whole track of like guitar uh, double tracked and then like I'd put like a, you know, superior drummer drum loop on it, like kind of as a base for us to build on. And I had switched hard drives um, in, I think, what was it, early 2021, and I lost all of the demos that I had for Filth and Crusted. I mean, we remembered every song because we'd learned them by that point, but I had lost, like, all of that stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> I think Siege Breaker and Melting Spree, which were the two last songs that had music written for them, were the only ones I still have the demos for. Chosen is actually, I think, on my laptop somewhere. Nice. So there, you, more you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So is there one as the band that you all like playing together? Because you all have this like moment where you all just like click and you're just like, fuck yeah. Is it Melting Spray? We are Siege Breaker. Siege yeah, Siege Breaker probably. Siege Breaker, yeah, because like all three of us are like heavily involved in that song in some way, because like I do backing vocals now. Kevin's got his drum parts, you know. Seed Breaker was definitely a favorite of ours. I mean, we took it on tour last year, and people really liked it's it. It's a very good live song. Yeah, it's pummeling. We love it. Yes, I know. <laughs> I have the list right here. Oh, yeah. I actually, have a, I actually have a room recording of that. Oh, badass. It's, uh, you know, it's. I will say that it is really cool to, like, know that uh on setlist.fm our shows are on there that's awesome whoever those soldiers are uploading our shows that we played on tour thank you appreciate (laughs) it because it helps us remember what songs we played live did you just refer to your fans as soldiers uh actually we call them the grinders the grinders (laughs) we call our fans the grinders yeah Ah. (laughs) i was like grinders out there Ah, yes. Yeah, see, that's awesome, though. That's that's the great. Soul Grinder Soldier is pretty good. I like that. It's like a Wu Tang ish kind of. It is know. right, yeah. and, and everybody's down Hell with yeah. Wu Tang, right? Hell yeah! <laughs> so with the uh, with the new album, Filth Encrusted, what do you all want to see happen? I mean, what are you all planning on doing? Another like five week tour? I mean, what do you all want to do with that? We don't have much on the horizon at this time, but I'm hopeful that it just reaches more people this time and we just make some new connections and looking forward to maybe a tour offer, but I feel like at this point we're pretty DIY and have to make, move and shake things ourselves. And um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what's to come of it, but um, definitely want to play more shows, especially in our area. Again, um, we have not played Seattle, and that's definitely on the list. Um, and just, I think if anything, the next tour would be probably a West Coast run. Right. Because uh, that's going to be easier for us and just financially possible. Um, but a, a whole month like we did plus last year was like an incredible experience. Um, I just don't know when that's going to happen for us again. So. Right. And I, because that is a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> but it was awesome. I, I will say, you know, with this, since we do every release cycle ourselves um, uh, as like, a, you know, an independent band, 
we've learned so much every time we've released a new album that I will say that like we can see the growth and efforts from the things that we have like learned um, in terms of like our networking and what channels to reach out to. And we are seeing like the bits of growth, which is great. Um, I think one of the tough things is that you never really know what your growth has been as a band because the internet in terms of numbers is so deceiving. Um, I mean, really when we went on tour last year, that was like, there was way more people out there who was into soul grinder than we thought. And I think for us, like more growth. And I think, you know, getting, getting on those bigger bills that we want to get on, you know, just growing as a band. And I think our goal is always the same. Like, you know, if this album doesn't do what we want it to do, it's not call it quits. It's right. we go right back to it and use that energy towards the next album. Right. Cause it does. Yeah. It, cause we're always going to do what we set out to do as a band. And I think we've always been very consistent with that. And, you know, it just be, be better, <laughs> be best. <laughs> right. And you know, that's kind of where I'm at with that as well, you know, in my life, because, you know, when I started Overload, it was that whole thing of, all right, well, we had to fire a guitar player. Well, what are you going to do? Well, fuck it. I'm too old to start over. Fucking hire a new guitar player. Right. You know, and, and I think um, what's important is, you know, when it comes down to it in life, like I, I say this a lot to people is like, you got two choices. You got to either do it or not do it. For us as a band, it's like we can either sit and bitch or we can do what we love to do. And so we always do what we love to do. And like, that's rewarding in its own sense. And people love us for that. And they are always like down with what we come out with next. Absolutely. And I'm definitely in that group. So <laughs> thank you very much. I mean, yes. I mean, when, when I was talking with um, Amy last year about it, about uh, it's like, Hey, do you, I see you all have an open date here. Do you want this Louisville show? And then it was like a month before the tour or whatever. And she was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. And I was like, all right. And you know, just like, yeah, I was like, I jumped at the fucking chance to, to book that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank and you. And we're so happy to meet you in person and for um, sure, you know, thank Yeah. Thank you so much for putting that show on. And, you know, like I said, like one of our biggest fans, came to that show like he drove three hours one way to come see us so it was like and we finally got to meet him too because we saw him buy our stuff you know like yeah. throughout the years and like we recognized his name so for us it was great not only to meet you but to meet trevor as well like it was a really awesome opportunity oh yeah and i was just like um i, I think i had messaged you before you all had got there and i was like dude there's this guy with this uh fucking uh, prophecy back patch. He's like, and you're like, yeah, we know who he is. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, cool. we know who he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, man, <laughs> just to see it. Um, but yeah, fuck yeah, let's uh, let's hopefully for some more fucking shows and shit like that to to come your way and and hopefully uh, somebody picks you all up to do something. Hell yeah. Yeah. That'd so, be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna switch over here to Derailed, which is five uh random questions, you know, that you know the routine. You've you've done this before. 
Yes, and I do have an addendum from our last episode, and I and not to derail the podcast. No, no. But last episode, I said that the Final Frontier by Iron Maiden was an awful album. I oh. do have a retraction to make. The Talisman is an amazing song, but that's it. <laughs> that's all. That's all I wanted to add. The Talisman <laughs> is fucking great. Uh, Jason, what do you think about that? Well, I don't know these people personally, so I'm not. I'm not gonna get too personal but i think you're misguided (laughs) (laughs) is that like is the final frontier your favorite iron maiden album no no it's not my favorite one but from the post 2000s i think it's one of their better ones i think i think it's i think brave new world and then final frontier are one and two and then i think uh book of souls was probably number three and then like dance of death and Brave New World are kind of meandering to me, so I put them you, in like the low tier. You, post, you rate a matter of life and death that low? Yeah, I don't really like it. It's um, it's it's a huh. little yeah. Well, hey, man, uh, it's your own. I don't I mean I'm not gonna. If you're a Maiden fan of any kind, you're fine with me. Okay, I'm just well, saying. I'm just saying fans, so. Yeah, yeah. It, it's all good. I saw someone on Reddit yesterday give Power Slave a seven out of ten. So that's pretty low. You know, we've got bigger enemies out there. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah. people who don't even like Maiden are my are probably my biggest biggest enemy in life, really. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that, man. Crush them. <laughs> wow. So the See, really and good. I'm like, and I'm just like, you know what? I like some of the Blaze Bailey stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you know what? I like Blaze Bailey too, and I will say Blaze is so. I'm so sorry, guys, Kevin and April, that I totally just like derailed our band podcast. I I love Blaze Bailey, and I think he is a great singer. I I think after Iron Maiden, he became a great singer, and I do like his solo stuff. Right, the solo Blaze Bailey or Wolf Wolfsbane project. solo Blaze Bailey. I've never really listened to a whole lot of Wolfsbane. Okay, uh, so yeah. This is derailed already, yeah. so you get the idea of of how this happens. So fuck yeah. Uh, first question, and this is a uh, yeah. Who would you rather have manage you, Yoko Ono or Sharon Osbourne? Sharon, yeah, Sharon Osbourne. Uh, she's she's cold blooded, um, and I think at this point in my life, I'm not getting any younger. Sell me out, baby. <laughs> Get me in hot topic. I don't care. You got to make a reality show of my life. I'll I'll do it. Let's make this happen, girl. Yeah, where's our soul grinder reality show? Yeah, where's your soul hey. grinder reality? Show? You might be able to sell that to Discovery or something. Oh yeah, like a nature documentary. <laughs> Prills over in the woods. They'll they'll drop us off in the woods and see how we react. (laughs) Y'all will be so bummed because, like, we don't really do drugs or any. Like, we have very little. A little drugs. I think, (laughs) yeah, a little little bit. Yes, mushrooms. Definitely mushrooms inspired uh, plenty of our songs. But, uh, yeah, uh, we're not too wild. Right on. No, I mean, uh, Jason, you want to answer that one? I mean, it's probably Sharon because you're going to get more results than Yoko, for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, Sharon understands the genre more. That's true. Uh, and plus, plus, it would give me the dream of calling her to see where to her face one day. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there's always that. There's always that opportunity that would appear show up once once she got rid of us. 
yes. <laughs> do you do you really think that she she actually meets the bands that she that she's picked up? Well, from what I've gathered, she doesn't really manage that many. So yeah, I think she knows them all personally. See, I don't know if I don't know if she would though. I mean, that maybe that's just me, but I, I think she I would just blindly get into it. it. She'd be like, Say "Oh again. yeah, they're really good." <laughs> that's a pretty good impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think ghosts are evil, good, or neutral? Like the the band or the phantoms? Phantoms. <laughs> phantoms. Um, I, I think it's most likely that ghosts are just like a refraction of dispersed consciousness trapped within a magnetic field. Kind of like a carbon copy. Yeah. 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 Or maybe, you know, that same image, um, you know, taken like uh, from like an interdimensional entity, whereas like a hermit crab <laughs> just looking for a new home. Exactly. All right. Wow. I, I know what you're See, saying, man. I actually do. I think I think it's like a like a, like a, a somewhere between like real life and purgatory, like where they're like just trapped. Um, and, and I'm not even taking that from the movie Ghost, actually. Um, I'm just like from like documentaries I've watched. Like supernatural stuff is always like this, like um, plane that you can't like. It's hard to explain. Like people have been like told like ghosts aren't real like their whole adult life, so like you don't really believe it if you see it. Whereas like if you have like a dog or like small kids and they're always like looking around at weird stuff or like interacting with stuff, and it's like, what the hell are you looking at? Like they don't know that this isn't real, so they they actually like see it. You right. know, until the brain is just trained to say no, that's not real, and then you're just like, oh, that was like something else, you know. But it, I, but I think they really do exist. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think if you're, uh, I think if like you're like killed wrongly or something, or like you didn't have a chance to say goodbye to like loved ones or something, I totally think that you you um, are out there until your um, so your mission is fulfilled to pass over to like the next uh, plane of existence. You know, that's that's exactly. But that's just my. I mean, that's just my yeah. Thing. That's that's pretty good because to me, like, you know, it almost feels like a like it's like a tear in the space time, like yeah. to another plane of existence. So you're kind of migrating between the layer. Yeah, and I say that because my youngest son is always playing with somebody way taller than I am, all the time in the same place in the living room, almost every day. Says the same mm-hmm. words, laughs runs with his arms out and I'm like sitting in a chair like 20 feet away so Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, th- it's bizarre to say the least I think you may need an exorcism I think it's my I think it's my I think it's my mother-in-law actually so really was your mother-in-law like nine feet tall or something no I mean she'd be floating because you oh know, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 Ghostbusters style. and she just mi- she just missed him by like a month so I think she knew that he was gonna Get be born and I think uh, I think she's like trying to communicate just and say I'm your grandmother, and that's it. So, right, I like that. But I, I experience this almost every day. So yeah, there's uh, something, the there's something going bleeding, on. There's something going on in the living room in the corner. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> okay. uh, if you were throwing a space themed party, how would you decorate it, and what would you serve for food? Hmm. I think a lot of like probably a lot of like plastic sheets that look like welded metal. So maybe like have like a bunch of plastic cut up and have like rivets, but it's all, you know, faux. 
so it's like a you know like a more of like a hammered self-constructed spacecraft vibe and uh i don't host parties often i can't what are food what's a good i would just what are food i mean what are food? y'all are more social than me because i just keep the lights off and invite everybody to an empty room <laughs> it's like dark space it's just like space and i'm not yeah. there i'm just like yeah whatever i just made all of you come to a, a nothing room you fools <laughs> We, we did go to a friend's house, um, and their entire ceiling had glow-in-the-dark uh, stars. It was oh, an entire garage, and so the entire garage, so you could turn out the lights and look like you're cool. seeing the stars. Yeah, so that that's what I think of as like a space party. Was it like a was it like an accurate uh, solar system replication? No, oh, definitely. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't that was pretty, know. That was pretty cool. Maybe. I didn't know. It looked like a smattering of just multiple packs of glow in the dark stars. Okay. Wow. A lot of packs. <laughs> See, and now you've got the lights that you could put put in like the center of the room and it does the the whole fucking cast, right? Where you Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the planetarium sort of Yeah, the planetarium vibe. Uh you could do that. Um what was the other? You know, you always got like the pie pans and hang them from the fucking ceiling type shit, right? Like the That's flying like, saucers. Yeah. That would be perfect. <laughs> yes, because it's like old school, like you know, eighties shit, right? <laughs> pie pans. That's for like scaring off birds from your crops, dude. <laughs> it does the same thing, you know? Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but what what food would you serve? Oh my gosh! Nothing. I'm tired. I, tired of you ooh, taking a um, Probably dehydrated, like snacks. Like you know, they give to the astronauts. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. like the, the freeze dried apricots yes. and shit like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just for some reason I just started imagining like a potluck in zero G where everyone brings like spaghetti and things like that. <laughs> And it's just going everywhere. Yeah, so you just like, kind of open your mouth and scoop like a whale. That'd be fun. Like plankton and just open your mouth and just, just, yeah. fly, just let it fly in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whatever, whoever flies in your mouth. You don't need any utensils. Right. <laughs> Who's in my mouth? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> All right. So because of the the album release is a you know a wrestling metal show if you could uh, form a tag team with any other wrestler who would it be oh oh i okay i'll go ahead and answer it would be gunther also known as balter in nxt who i believe is the best wrestler in the world and has been for several years I absolutely would be on a tag team with a big Austrian dude who just slaps the shit out of people. That would be, I would, I would just want to be up close to see it. So that's yeah. who I'm tagging with. Uh, was it the, was it him and, uh, was it Tyler Bate where he just Great like, match. where he just like murdered Tyler, Tyler Bate in the ring and just like his chest was all just like, is like busted open and shit. Oh uh, yeah, Ilya Droganov, the first one. Uh, the second, Walter Ilya Droganov from NXT Takeover Thirty Six. It's probably my favorite match ever. Um, if you like watching a small dude get beaten up by a big dude, there you go. That's the match for you because like there's actual blood like coming from Droganov's chest. Yeah, from the slaps that he has taken, and he's got like stitches in his head that are like are about to burst. <laughs> and I really thought the stitches were going to break in that segment. That, that incredible, like 
incredible stuff. So yeah, Volter is my pick. Yeah, I could I could dig that. I would do Louis Vachon. Yes. Naturally. <laughs> I you know, I I don't know as much wrestling as maybe these two. I honestly no. don't know much either. <laughs> So, I think, give me, give me a Undertaker. Me. I, I would say Legion of Doom. Mm, like okay. you'd be with, yeah. I think Kevin yeah. would definitely be with like Legion of Doom or like uh, Demolition before they got jobbed out in the like late eighties. Yeah, when Crush yeah, came along, I think along. that's definitely Kevin's vibe. I'll go with it. Right uh, on. Yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. <laughs> Uh, as always, links are listed below, so please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go uh, buy merch. Go find these uh, awesome fucking people on Bandcamp. Go buy albums. Uh, do all of that. Morrowgate.com, uh, right? Or soulgrinder.com. Yes. Uh, and soulgrinderofficial.com takes you there as well. Fuck yeah. Uh, as Like I said, links are listed below. Who are the shout-outs for today? Uh, I want to give a shout out. Well, first of all, shout out to Amy and Solicitor. Um, also, want to give a shout out to uh, Black Knife and Uberzerker, who we played with on tour. Um, off, both awesome bands, uh, who I definitely highly suggest you check out if yep. you have not heard them yet. And uh, true Soul Grinder sh- soldiers. <laughs> That's the grinders. Yeah, the grinders. Yeah. Anybody else? Um, probably shout out Hoax to my other band because they've been super supportive and are true Soul Grinder fans and always finding a way to make it work with scheduling and just being being down for it. And that's the reason why they haven't been on the Metal Forge is because of scheduling. Yep. <laughs> and it's been a while since I, I've sent a message, so that'll be soon too. Cool. <laughs> Of course, I want to shout out uh, Mark Jackson for holding down the forge, bringing the metal. Yeah. Nah, come on. Uh, and Jason's guilty for that, too. So he's part of the team here at, at the Metal Forge and everything with Flame Keepers. So he, he's in on that, too. More behind, more behind the scenes. By the way, um, I checked out the uh, Dismal Reverie on Spotify just to follow it so I can remind myself to listen tomorrow. What the hell, man? Two followers? That's it? What What's wrong with people? Yeah, you know, I I put a lot of energy into Soul Grinder. I have to admit, um, yeah. and so that's been that's been the the majority of my focus. But you know, Thanks. we'll see. We'll see what's what's in the maybe there may be things uh, coming. Um, yes. Cool. Yeah, I I, uh, I just added this. I have something was too new new to listen to tomorrow because I'm always I'm always looking Thank for you. new stuff. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I'll have to, I have to admit, I didn't, I didn't listen to y'all, y'all's album either today when I had the chance. I was just so busy, I just either. forgot. Uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll check it out tomorrow for sure. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, final question of the day: uh, For people who believe that dinosaurs are not real, how do you think they justify the bones? Like, like what? I think their conspiracy theory is um, first of all, dinosaurs are cool. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. if you don't believe in dinosaurs, you're lame. You're yeah. lame as fuck. Yeah. Um, and I think if you don't believe in dinosaurs, your reasoning is I'm dumb. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> what do you get? I feel like maybe they think that um, the existence of like dragons and uh, 
mythological creatures is actually the real reason and you know science is just a cover-up and it's all the conspiracy <laughs> and that yeah you got trolls and you have um you know all that all the sea monsters and that's all real and dinosaurs are just like you know oh science wants to explain it i think their bo- i think their bones were like implanted like years ago like maybe like a hundred years ago somebody like made these fake bones put them everywhere and then they got dug up suddenly, you know, like 50 years later. Oh, suddenly now there's all these fake bones in museums. And that's what Big Bone wants you to think. <laughs> <laughs> big bones behind it all. <laughs> Jason, what do you think? I mean, they're about the same as flat earthers really i mean yeah the evidence is there but you refuse to believe it because you're an idiot yeah it's like someone just took all someone just took like all these model kits and went all over the world just buried in random places completely (laughs) and put like thousands and thousands of years or millions and millions of years of decay on top of them and then like just like here's some dinosaurs yeah i don't know i don't know what you i don't i don't know how you dispute it they have this shit set up in museums like full dinosaurs, you know. I've seen them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's people yeah. who dedicate their whole lives to studying these things and yeah. lots of money spent of ex- excavating these things. That's what they want you to think. Oh, that's right. Dedication to a lie. <laughs> big, big bone. bone once again. Yeah. It's the big bone, bone once again. Bone. Jesus. Oh, my God. I mean, you can see the evidence still around. Like uh, birds, chickens, lizards. Oh, you can yeah. tell they're all from dinosaurs just from seeing the pictures of dinosaurs. You, you can yeah. see the big version of a dinosaur, and you can just envision it uh, evolution making them tiny. You know, I know we have brought back a lot of things in recent years. You know, we've brought back, uh, you know, classic metal. We've we've brought back old hairstyles. I think we should bring back dinosaurs. Oh yeah, I think that should be the next one. <laughs> Hot take. Yeah, the, the next <laughs> Soul Grinder album too. is about dinosaurs. Hey, you know, why not? Well, you know, the incorporation of uh, fossil fuels is a theme. Oh, may, for sure. Be present. For sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Max style. Fuck yeah. Of <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so fucking much for coming back on again. This has been fucking rad as shit. I've had such a good time. Alex, okay. Kevin, April, Jason, thank you all so fucking much. Thank you, guys. Real quick, real quick before we go, um, the question about Ghost. I was curious. What is your opinion on the band Ghost? Good, bad, or, good, bad, or evil? Oh, Jesus. Or so, um, you know, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm neutral on ghosts. Okay. I'm neutral on ghosts. I really like Meliora. I I can really get down with that album. As far as good, bad, or evil goes, I don't think they're evil. I think they have a very evil image, but mm. at their core, they're not evil and they don't preach. It doesn't feel like an evil message because it's very like lighthearted, like poppy, feel good. You know, Satan is a, a, your friend. And I don't think that's an evil thing to do because it doesn't feel evil and it's not really malicious. But good or bad, I think they're a very talented band. They're not really my bag, though, personally. Right. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I get yeah, that. The two, times I've, the two times I've seen them, which was before they even started playing like arenas by himself, all it was is the dude asking if anyone's horny and going to screw somebody sitting next to you. 
<laughs> yeah, I, like that, that was like his whole thing was like you know just take the person home next to you and screw them. I was like, well, well, yeah, I'm by myself, out. but I'm also married. So, <laughs> well, well, the movie, the movie ghost is very horny as well. So maybe there's a connection. Uh, yeah, this, is is true. this is true. Oh shit. It, <laughs> yeah. It's big ghost, man. Big ghost is yeah, pushing, you know, pushing big, the message. Yeah. Big boo's at it again. <laughs> <laughs> big boo. Yeah. Fucking shout out to fucking super Nintendo. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Super Mario Brothers movie uh, now on DVD and Blu-ray. <laughs> I, I, took, I took my daughter to see that uh, a few weeks ago. It was it was actually pretty decent. I didn't oh, see okay. Yeah. I won't. Pay I better not show any pictures of it on the podcast. We'll get fucking flagged or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> they just take all of our royalties as a band. Like they take yeah. the whole two dollars we're gonna get off Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, come on. It'll probably be more than that. I bet you all you all will break the fucking what was your all's listen count last year? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I, I mean, Alex knows. Oh yeah, I check every day. Uh, that's not a lie. Not that hot. I mean, I think it was like eleven thousand or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, you'll break you fucking. You'll break ten times that this year, dude. You gotta put oh, it in, you gotta put it in man too, terms. But, like, did you make more than a dollar off Spotify last year? We made more. We made more than I think. Like, I think we made around twenty bucks when we not released Paraflesh. Yeah, that's which was twenty seventeen, which is like our first year as a band. Yeah, right. Uh, we were like, "Wow, streaming's cool," <laughs> but like, it's never, you know. And of course, everyone hates streaming, but those things all like, I mean, the bigger bands, you know, they get millions of listens and they get like. 20 bucks or you know whatever you know contracts and things like that are all set up in different ways right. yeah so it's kind of like for us yeah of course we get all the money because we run everything ourselves yeah so yeah it takes my band about two years to pay for our one year subscription to distro kid <laughs> how, yeah. how successful yeah. we are <laughs> well I'll, I'll, you're a negative ten dollar deficit <laughs> <laughs> yeah it takes a while shit man uh so what are we going to play on the way out today? Dude, Overload for you, my man. <laughs> you, you had a you're, song. You're too kind. You're too kind. Because it's for the homies. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> you heard them. This is Overload. Yeah. Time and all the time. 
in 2017. One man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout 
to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana is the premier 12,500 square foot music superstore that has served both Southern Indiana and Louisville, Kentucky metro area for over four decades. Originally founded by Marvin and Beverly Maxwell in the 70s, this gym remains a Maxwell family-owned business. Mark Maxwell, along with his business partner, Whitney McNichol, continued the reputation as being the national resource for all things music. In 2022, the iconic Guitar Emporium of Louisville relocated to Maxwell's Music, creating the largest independently owned showroom in the region. The retail offerings at Maxwell's Music includes a huge selection of guitars, basses, amplifiers, effects pedals, modeling amps, keyboards, drums, banjos, mandolins, ukuleles, sound systems, stage lighting equipment, and accessories. 
The music education program at Maxwell's is second to none. From private instrument and voice lessons to DJ, EDM, recording, songwriting, and music theory, to Rock School, Weekend Warriors, and Maxwell's Music Lab, there is something for every age and every ability level. Down in repair land, guitar and instrument repairs and refurbishment are taken care of by the Maxwell's team of expert guitar technicians and luthiers. They also do appraisals of instruments as well. Maxwell's offers installations for professional audio, visual, and lighting systems for schools, churches, clubs, VFWs, funeral homes, sports fields, and so much more. There's also rentable space at Maxwell's, from the music practice and rehearsal rooms for the individuals and bands, all the way to a meeting space and concert venue that seats up to 120. That also includes a professional audio, visual, and lighting system and a sound booth. Maxwell's has it all. All this plus original functioning 1947 recording booth to make your own record. Go to the Guitar Hero Throne, to the very own Elvis statue, and don't forget the Harmony Green Pocket Park. There's a reason the Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana has been recognized by the National Association of Music Merchants as a number one award-winning best store design, as well as top 100 music store year after year. You gotta see it to believe it. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana. (laughs) 